We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Nosotros crecemos cuando damos. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. Welcome to ROG, Return on Generosity. I'm your host, Shannon Cassidy. This podcast celebrates generosity at work, not financial giving. Giving valuable time, mutual respect, alternative perspectives, and genuine collaboration. Our special guest today is Jeff Christian. He's a nurse, professor of nursing, basketball coach, and CEO of C4 Leaders, and recently added to his repertoire of experiences and accomplishments, an author. Our mutual friend, Lane Hensley, introduced us. Welcome to ROG, Jeff. Uh, thank you. And I got to give a quick shout out to Lane, who's been just instrumental in my life and the lives of millions of people everywhere. And Odyssey Teams, for listeners out there, just does incredible work of bringing people together, uh, which is why Lane is just a kindred spirit of mine. And so I love you, Lane, and thanks for this introduction. Yes. And he was a guest on ROG sharing his incredible story and encouragement to all of us. So yes, and I'm, I'm grateful that he connected us. So Tell us a little bit of your background, Jeff. That is a great question because it's a little little funny. Well, I grew up in Campbell and I have uh, eight brothers and sisters, including me. And uh, my parents were pretty busy because there's only about a little less than 11 year span between all eight of us. Uh, And so I really learned about life. Obviously, my parents and my brothers and sisters because we were forced to be close. Uh, And I was blessed to go to private school my whole life and even more blessed to be the janitor, uh, to be the landscape crew, to set up and take down bingo. We had to get our hustle on in order to make ends meet, to be able to make uh, the tuition. And I I didn't really care for that growing up. Um, But as I matured and probably into my early 20s, all those lessons really came true to me of like, these are the values of how I live my life. All again, coming from my family. Uh, and then I was blessed. I'm tall. You can't tell, but I'm uh, six foot eight. Uh, and I get asked certain questions uh, every day when you're tall. So I'll throw those out there uh, for listeners that can have a good visual. I'm six, eight. The weather is great. Yes, I play basketball. I wear a size 16 shoe. I weigh 230 pounds and I am married and have two of the most beautiful girls that I've ever seen. Uh, I had the good fortune of getting a scholarship to University of San Francisco. Uh, played basketball there for four years, uh, and then also got my nursing degree. And so for the past 29 years, I've been uh, in the nursing profession, half of that in a level one trauma center, taking care of people, shot, stabbed, really bad car accidents at UC Davis Medical Center, uh, and then the other half in education, uh, working as a school nurse, a college nurse, and then my last job as a nursing professor. So I'm mean, that's that's a little bit. Didn't even get into my nonprofit stuff, but we'll we'll get into that. Uh, I'm sure shortly. Absolutely. Oh, thank you for that background. It's it's a, a good pieces of the puzzle for us to put together as we're learning from you and witnessing what you're what you've experienced in life and how you can help us understand a little bit more about generosity from your perspective. So tell us about C4 Leaders, your organization organization and what the C4s stand for and and what very creative way you use to connect people. Yeah, yeah. So C4 leaders, again, it goes back to me growing up and not even really knowing what those four C's were at that time. But as I matured, I say, hey, what values do I stand for? 
And these four C's just kept coming up again and again and again. And they are communication, chemistry, consistency, and creativity. And I'll quickly define because my definitions are a little bit uh, different. So, and it's C4 Leaders is a nonprofit that builds, develops, empowers leaders. And so I think a great leader incorporates this first C, which is communication. And that's listening with an empathetic ear, with the intent of serving others. And then chemistry is developing trust in yourself to bring and receive value from the connections in your life. Consistency uh, is two things. One, BTA, and I don't swear, but you want to be good at something, you got to bust that ass. uh, And that's what BTA stands for. And then more so, to get really good at something, you have to consistently challenge your thoughts and perspectives to the point of vulnerability. And I think if we can do that as individuals and then as a society, it just frees us so much to, to have no fear because we don't have anything uh, that we're hiding from because we just put it out on the table. Uh, and then that just empowers us to, to the lastie, which is creativity. And that's overcoming fear to be willing to share your God-given gift. And each of us has been given this gift. And it's on you, me, Ian, who's producing this show to bring the best out in each other and to challenge each other in a good way to share that gift because the world needs it. Oh yeah, bring it. The four C's for everybody to think about that in your own life, right? And I love what you're saying too about keeping yourself open and vulnerable and really challenging your thoughts, challenging how we think about things. And you call yourself the pizza chef with C4 leaders. (laughs) Tell us a little bit about pizza and the relevance of that in your life and in leadership. Ah, yes, 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 yes. I knew nothing about pizza before COVID other than how to eat it and that I loved it. Before COVID, we had the good fortune of going to visit some exchange students that we've hosted. So we went to Switzerland, France, and Italy. And I was really taken back of how people in Europe view dinner and really have that as a celebration of like, man, let's just come to the table, come together and really see each other and be seen and hear each other and just to be there and have a deep, deep connection. And I said, you know what? We've always valued family dinner and my family growing up and definitely my family now. I was like, no, we got to take this to the next level. And so when I got back, I said, hey, I'm going to learn how to make pizza and I'm going to transform my nonprofit to use pizza as a way to focus on these four C's. And so I found an old Toyota delivery truck, uh, had that modified, found a company out of Napa that builds a pizza oven, had that welded on the back of a truck. Uh, and then now, yeah, we go around. And again, COVID's been limiting us uh, a little bit because I am a nurse and don't want to be the cause bringing people together uh, and transmitting, uh, you know, COVID. Um, but we're ready and we're doing a little bit of the work, but basically we're going to use pizza to bring people together. Uh, and so many cool uh, ingredients that go into making this pizza that also are applicable in life. And so we're, we're so fired up uh, to do that work and get out into the community and help people rise up. And how do you describe that, Jeff? What are the ingredients that you think are relevant to being a good person, being a, a generous leader and the ingredients of pizza. Yeah, so for sure, that's the, the four C's. But the cool thing about this is everybody has their own life's essential ingredients. You know, and so many times we're moving so fast from thing to thing that we don't take time to slow down and think, hey, what is 
truly essential in my life. And so it's not for C4 leaders to come and kind of put my ingredients, so to say, on your pizza. I'm going to share what mine are, but I want to learn from you and say, hey, what are your uh, essential ingredients, Shannon, that you're putting onto your pizza? And have you even thought about that? Or is it something that you just have always had on your pizza, so to say? But yeah, man, you know what? I don't even like the taste of that. And I'm going to slow down and I'm going to take that off and I'm going to try something else. So yeah, there's just so much good stuff that goes on it. And that's the last thing I'll say is I want people to learn to share their ingredients, which kind of goes into the creativity. But you can't, if we're doing this thing, Shannon, you just made your pizza, you can't have a, a slice or even a bite of your own pizza until you connect with somebody and you share what are your life's essential ingredients? And here, I'd like you to try this. Uh, and then you guys have that moment with whoever it is that you're going to share that with. Yes, I'd like you to try this. Something for us to think about. And using that analogy, which is so profound, there's so much genius in what you've designed, Jeff. And I also love how you've taken this analogy and you've made it a real life experience. You're not just using pizza as a imaginative experience, you're actually bringing a pizza truck to places and you are having this team building exercise where people are actually making and trying different pizzas. Mm, you you summed, summarized it so beautifully. And that's one of the key takeaways in the book is, uh, is the students get that they get to appreciate diversity and get to appreciate difference, which is the greatest strength of our country. And definitely not going to get political on here, but yeah, if we could just take a step back, try something different, come with a beginner's mindset, say, man, I've never tried a, a slice of pizza like this. I'm not too familiar with these ingredients, but let me just kind of clear my mind and man, huh, this is good. Hey, how'd you make that? How, how, how do you incorporate that into your life? and start having those conversations, the divide that we have will no longer be a divide. And C4 Leaders wants to fill that gap with America's favorite food and bringing people to the table and allowing us to celebrate each other. Yes, and I love that. And, and the book is titled, We Rise Together. It's the Pizza Day series is the first of these series for young readers to understand how to really love themselves, to humbly own their own greatness, as you say. Tell us about the the title and the whole flow of this book. It's a story, right? It's a fable that you invite our, your readers into. Tell us a little bit about We Rise Together. Yeah, man, I'm so excited. And uh, yeah, so Mrs. Rock is the guide uh, throughout this story. And she's a third grade teacher uh, who obviously, yeah, this is a fiction, uh, but Mrs. Rock is uh, mainly my mom uh, who has been just an incredible leader and guide in my life and the lives of my brothers and sisters. And then is also another great mentor, Miss Diane Smooth, who had a huge influence on my life when I was working as a school nurse in Del Paso Heights. And we had some incredible conversations just about life and appreciating diversity and seeing perspective. And so Miss Rock has her third grade class who's kind of given her the business a little bit right on the first few days of school. And she goes home and she's been teaching for 44 years and she goes home and cries the first time in her career. And she's like, oh man, what am I going to do? How am I going to bring this class together? And she decides to use the pizza making process. 
And so long story short, she incorporates some of the stuff that we're talking about into her classroom and her students just really start taking off and blossoming and coming together and using these processes. Uh, And then at the end of the book, all the students have created incredible change in their life. And obviously they've risen together. Uh, And and Miss Rock, you know, uh, opening pages, you see her with her head on her pillow, kind of crying. Last page of the book, Miss Rock's got her head on her pillow uh, and she's like hyping herself up, clapping twice and uh, just getting down and had the best school year ever um, because her students uh, started to see each other. They started to listen to each other. They started to love each other and they gain this belief, hope and confidence, which if we can just take those steps as adults and realize kids are watching us and if we can guide them to navigate all these tough challenges that are out there right now, again, we will all rise together. And there's so much, you know, and and listening to you speak before about sometimes we have a scarcity mindset. No, there's an abundance of good in the world to go around and plenty of pizza, so to say, uh, for everybody to have a slice and for everybody to share their essential ingredient on that. And for all of us to say, "Mm, mm, mm, that is good. When we come back, Jeff will share his daily practices for how to slow life down and remember to be present. Hello, I'm Marianne Newell, Assistant Director of College Support at St. Joseph University's Kinney Center for Autism Education and Support. Located in Philadelphia, the Kinney Center has a twofold mission to educate and train the autism professionals of tomorrow while supporting and serving individuals and families affected by autism today. I'm part of the Aspire College Support Team, helping St. Joseph's University students with autism achieve collegiate success through social and executive functioning support. Learn more about our services by visiting sju.edu slash k-i-n-n-e-y. And we're back with more from Jeff Christian, Chief Pizza Chef and CEO of C4 Leaders. Are there daily practices that you have, Jeff, to remind yourself to do that? I I think that that's something everybody can relate to, is just being so frenetic in how we're going through our lives that it's hard to just stop and be in the present. For sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely uh, an early riser. And so I get up uh, every day at 530 uh, and then I walk uh, right out of the gate with no music, no anything, uh, just my light so I don't get run over. I live out in the country a little bit and got to dodge cars. Uh, then I come back from there and I stretch and again, just breathing. Uh, and then I journal uh, every day. And my journaling now uh, is kind of speaking to myself the things that I am doing well and kind of coaching myself up. Uh, and then after that, I, I just kind of breathe a little bit and then I read. Uh, and so I'm read, always reading a, a good book because I want my mind primed to focus on these four C's uh, and I don't get into technology. I'm pretty disciplined uh, with when I'm uh, checking email and doing things because I don't all those things are just distraction to me. So I think you know putting first things first, uh, and that's for me getting my mind right, and then I'll go attack the day uh, and do what I need to do. Thank you. That's really helpful for us to think about how we can incorporate some of those daily habits to give ourselves time to just be present and to fuel our bodies and our minds for what's ahead of us for that day. Back to your book, We Rise Together the Pizza Day series, 
it talks about these life lessons that you've been referring to. And the final ultimate life lesson is to serve others. I know that that's something that you model beautifully in your own life, Jeff, and something that you encourage for leaders. But tell me about the value of serving others. It just, it, and again, I'm just speaking for myself, um, but it just feels so good to give. And I don't know if that comes from my profession, you know, being a nurse for 29 years and seeing people, unfortunately, at the worst time in their life and being uh, a light for them in, in their time of darkness. Uh, and so uh, I've been blessed to be in awful situations. I've been blessed to be surrounded by death. And being in that space for so long, you realize I better hurry up and get to living. And so for me, living is about serving others um, because I'm not to get too spiritual, but I'm trying to get a, a ticket upstairs. And I know one of the, the best ways to get a ticket upstairs is to do God's work and to serve others. And so if I can do that every day and if I can have my lens of just, hey, how can I serve? You know, and, and just a simplest example uh, is our trash day was yesterday. And so the cans are out. And so I'm going and I have a rule. Well, if I bring my cans in and the, the houses close to me have their cans out, I'm taking their cans up for them. That's just a simple way. They don't know who does it. I don't go around and say, hey, I took your cans up. Uh, but they'll come home and their cans will be put away. And I'm just, uh, it's not, it's barely even a thought of like, hey, no, here's a chance for me to serve. You know, and there's so many of these opportunities everywhere. Oh, that's so wonderfully practical. And and it's it's taking a minute to notice what could I do? How could I serve? How could I even secretly delight someone, right? Where, where you're taking up the trash cans and like bringing that patience into the conversation where you're acknowledging that that took a minute and you were, you were owning that. So I think those are really practical ways for us to think about in our daily lives is how we can incorporate serving others and being generous towards others, which starts with recognizing opportunities, right? It recognizing ways in which we can help and then being willing to do the thing, however minor it might seem to us, it probably is something significant to someone else. So how would you describe the return on generosity? I'm hearing some of it in your examples, but I'm wondering from your perspective, what are the returns on generosity? And that's a great question. And you're probably not gonna like my answer. And I would say early in my career, I needed to have a return. I needed someone to say thank you. I needed to be recognized. And I'm at the, the point in my life right now where I realize it's so much bigger than me. And, and it's a weird thing. I'm getting goosebumps just describing this. But when you can get into that space, yeah, you just realize I, I, don't, I don't need any return on, on being. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing, which is serving others. And, and if I can realize that, you know what, this isn't, I don't, I don't need anything from anybody because I'm already getting the essence into my life. I'm getting the opportunity to, to do this work. And I don't even know if that makes, makes sense or not. Um, but I, I, I do, I do realize that, especially I'm working with a lot of young people that it's, it is my job to give them their return. If I'm going to challenge them to go out and serve 
and to help them make that connection between the actions that they're taking and to their heart and soul being transformed, yes, sometimes that needs to come with thank you. Sometimes that needs to come with a big smile. Sometimes that needs to come with like a t-shirt of giving them some gear of like, yes, let's go. I saw you, you know, BTA. Uh, and yeah, there, there has to be some cares, but I hope, I hope we can all get to that space where it's like, no, I'm already just this opportunity to do this work is the return for being generous. Yes. Oh, that makes perfect sense. And I love your answer. I think that is exactly what it is. It's fulfilling. It feels like you're making utility of the gifts and strengths that you've been given. You are finding opportunities and you're taking those opportunities. Some of us don't even see the opportunities. It's not necessarily something we get from the external. It's more about the joy that we get to feel because I do believe that joy comes from making a contribution and being generous. For sure, for sure. And there's so much research on gratitude, you know, and I just put this right, right up there. Uh, Imagine this world, Shannon, you're, you're getting ready to go to the store uh, and uh, some person runs to open that door for you. You know, you're walking throughout the store and you just looked a little bit lost and somebody comes up to you. Hey, can I help you? You're walking out of the store and you got your hands full, two grocery bags and someone sees that and says, Hey, where's your car? Let me help you. Let me take one of those. That's the world I want to live in. That's the world that's all around us. And there's opportunities for that. If we can just slow down and see them, we're surrounded by them 24 seven. Absolutely. Yes. And sadly, we've seen it in a crisis, right? Right after 9-11, that was when I saw the most kindness that I've ever seen in, in humanity because we were all having this horrible but shared experience And I think that we want to make it so that we can live like that without needing a crisis in order for us to find ways to make a contribution. I love the connection that you're making to generosity. So all of our guests share a favorite quote, a life mantra, something that speaks to you. What is one of yours, Jeff? And and what does it mean to you? Ah, Great question, because I'm a quote guy and I love my column thoughts of the day. And in teaching and in coaching, I start every class, every practice with a thought of the day on my podcast, Life's Essential Ingredients, we have a thought of the day. And so that is a really good question. But there's one that's been speaking to me from Jay Shetty's book, and it's by Sister Joan Chittister. And it's powerful and it's a little bit long, but here it goes. It is trust in the limits of the self that makes us open and it is trust in the gifts of others that makes us secure. We come to realize that we don't have to do everything, that we can't do everything, that what I can't do is someone else's gift and responsibility. My limitations make space for the gifts of other people. And I just think, yeah, that one really speaks to me. And I get goosebumps. Uh, oh, um, I think so many times we put extra pressure on ourselves to have to do everything, to want to do everything. And if we can take that step back and realize, let me focus on what's truly essential in my life and then to develop that gift and share it with the world and then allow the things that I can't do well or don't have time to do well for someone else to share their gift and to take that responsibility on. And it just creates a space for all of us to, what I would say of the C4 stuff, to light the fuse to ignite the greatness in each other. And so that's why that, that particular quote 
speaks to me. Yes. Love that. Thank you for explaining that and sharing that with us. And I think it's helpful for us to consider our strengths in this way and also what some would describe as our weaknesses. It's like maybe if we looked at things more like the way this quote and the way you just described it is that we aren't limited we are invited to work together. And I think that's also um, reflected in your book title, We Rise Together. So where can people find you, Jeff? Where can people find out more about you and enjoy your podcast and your other offerings? Yeah, yeah. I think the best site right now is pizzadays.org, which is where you can buy the book and support the nonprofit. All the proceeds from the book go towards the nonprofit, uh, which is C4 Leaders and you just C4Leaders.org. Uh, I'm not a huge social media guy, but I'm going to get a tiny little bit better. Uh, uh, and Instagram is just at C4 Leaders, but uh, mostly those websites. Uh, and then you can reach out to me via email, Jeff, J-E-F-F at C4Leaders.org. I would love to hear from you. I'd love your insight on the book. Uh, and anything I can do to serve you, please let me know. Thank you so much, Jeff, for being on the podcast, for being the light that you are, for lighting the fuse as you so often do and encouraging us to do the same. I am very grateful for you. And I know that this book is going to be a huge success. And I've really enjoyed the opportunity to learn from you. Uh, Thank you so much, Shannon, for having me as a guest uh, and excited to continue to do this work and, and serve others. Excellent. our OG takeaway tip, how to apply what we've learned to our own work and lives. Let's consider what's on our pizza and how well do we model the four C's in our lives? What's on your pizza? It's so interesting to think about our style, behaviors, and beliefs as ingredients on a pizza. Do we even like those toppings, Jeff asks us. This is something I explore with executive coaching clients. Why do I act this way, think this way, lead this way? communicate this way. Using the analogy of toppings on a pizza invites us to see these things as ingredients that can be added or taken away. Just as we can adapt our communication style, we can change the toppings. What toppings are you putting on your pizza that no longer taste good? What changes in your recipe will you make this week? Give it a try and share a slice with others. Let's take a closer look at the four C's in our lives. Communication, chemistry, consistency, and creativity. Communication means listening with an empathetic ear with the intent of serving. So how well do you listen? Like what's a recent conversation that you witnessed but didn't actually hear? Today, pay attention to the words, tone, body language, if you have cameras on or can see this person in person. Listen with an empathetic ear with the intent of serving. Like, how can I better understand what they're communicating? What, if anything, can I do in addition to giving them my full attention, which is probably enough? What is a generous response to what I'm hearing? Chemistry is developing trust in yourself to bring and receive value from the connections in your life. Think about a team that you're a member of. How do you add value to this team? What are the talents and strengths that you contribute by being you? What do you receive from the team? What do you appreciate most about being the leader or member of this team? What is interesting about the collective personalities and characters? 
Most of the teams that I support engage in some form of behavioral styles diagnostic or assessment. We first focus on the individual to understand how these insights enable greater self-awareness and understanding of how we tick. But then we roll it all up and look at the team. What do we represent? In what ways are we diverse or similar? What is the chemistry of this team? Consider that this week. What is the chemistry of your team? If you need support, please reach out. Team facilitation is one of the most rewarding things that I get to do. Consistency. Consistently challenge our thoughts and perspectives, accepting vulnerability and BTA, bust that ass. When we aim to get really good at something, we must consistently challenge our thoughts and perspectives to the point of vulnerability. Be willing to do the work and ask ourselves those deeper questions like, why do I believe that? How do I really want to be? What changes would I need to make? What's scary about that change? You know, it's easier to numb our feelings and blame others for our circumstances. What's less easy and more generous is to BTA in ways that make us better consistently. The last C is creativity, overcoming fear to share our gift. What's a barrier in your life to share your gifts? Maybe it's not knowing what your gifts are. So let's start there. What gifts do you have to share? How do you look at the world and how might that be a value to others? How do you share the gift that is you? Join us next week with Lisa Chang. It's a powerful part of our past interview that we haven't shared before. Until then, stay generous, everyone. Thanks for listening to ROG, Return on Generosity podcast. Please help us grow by subscribing and reviewing us on your favorite podcast player. And for more information, visit bridgebetween.com. We grow when we give. We grow when we give. We grow when we give.